Hello, beautiful people, you lovely listeners. How are you doing? How has your week been? I am recording this on Sunday and I'm posting this episode on Monday. And we've just entered February. So just, you know, asking yourself, how is 2024 for you so far? I guess I shall say that my name is Katie and I am the host of this podcast, the Holistically Humble podcast and the owner of Holistically Humble. And I welcome you so gratefully to this episode. And if you're new here, I welcome you to this podcast room space, whatever this thing is. I've honestly been loving this. So just a short brief intro is I started this podcast on November 5th, so the first week of November, and I guess I'm celebrating two months as this podcast episode is launched, and you know, I'm not going to lie, if you've been following week by week this podcast, I have been so good at uploading an episode once a week. Usually it is, no, not usually, (laughs) it's at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time every Monday. And last week, I didn't post. And it was an unintentional break, but it really did honestly show me how much I love talking to you and sharing and my mission and purpose with Holistically Humble and of course this podcast, which encompasses that for sure, is to motivate and inspire you to live a healthy, holistic lifestyle. And so on this podcast, I share health and wellness topics and I'm going to do just that today. But before we dive into this episode, I just want to give an update on how the last week went and I'll just briefly state The week before last week, so two weeks ago, I hit a period of burnout and yeah, everything I've been doing just kind of caught up with me and I tend to do this. Honestly, it's like a repetitive pattern in my life, but I say yes to everything I can because I want to do it all. I have all of these ideas and I just go, go, go and it caught up with me. And on that Sunday, uh, two weeks ago, I honestly had like three naps and on the Monday I had like two naps and I never got like any necessarily like flu symptoms or cold symptoms, but like, I honestly truthfully think it was just like a, a burnout period and it just made me realize that I need to be more mindful of what I'm doing and I can so easily share this information to other people, but as I'm sure we've all experienced when we give support and advice and opinions to other people, it's easy to do that. And then it's hard to take your own advice or other people's advice saying it to you. Anyways, I will state that this week, this past week, has been amazing. I've felt great. I went to an energy enhancement system session with my mother-in-law 
And if you're not sure what that is, you should follow my gal, my girlfriend, Frequency, like S-E-A, Healing Space on Instagram. I will put her info down below in the show notes and you should check it out. I have had such success with each session that I've been to and I'm so looking forward to continuing on. So she did a promo in December. If you bought a session, you got one for free. And so I just asked my mother-in-law, hey, do you want to come with me to this session? And she was like, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, we went on January 27th, I think. It was that Saturday. And then I went to my really good friend Jesse's studio, The Sweat Project. I'll also link that down below in the show notes and was part of her rebrand photo shoot because she opened up her beautiful boutique movement studio in October of 2023. Big dreams for her coming true. And I'm so grateful to be a part of that. So I was part of that whole vibe. And then I've been helping another friend of mine in a program that she got funded through Lululemon. And it's an, an indigenous women's boxing program. And that's because that was like the Saturday of last week. And it was so fun and so fulfilling. And then Sunday, yeah, Sunday, I just started getting back into like having full energy again. And it felt amazing. I'm never going to take that for granted. You know, when you're like not feeling well or burnt out or whatever, and you just feel like, how did I have energy to do anything before? You know, and you think, am I going to get that energy back? It feels like you just won't get it. And then I went into that week. I actually ran 13 kilometers on Tuesday. So that was huge for me. I had chatted with one of my friends at work who was like, if you're training for a half marathon on the road, train the long runs on the road. And that was like a light bulb moment for me that I was like, uh, duh, okay, I obviously will do that. And then my dumbass went out and ran 13 kilometers straight on the road, which is the longest distance I've ever run in my life. And my body was feeling it. I went to spin class. I did the roll and recovery class. I went to a yoga class. I went on another easier run. I ate really good food, spent quality time with my partner. Like it just was a really good week, honestly. And so I just invite you to reflect on your, your week ahead week previous and see what worked, what didn't work, what you might want to improve this, this following week. And okay. With all that update, thank you for listening to all of this. I'm just so excited to be back on the mic and chatting. I'm also setting a goal to hopefully set up a like video portion of the podcast on YouTube. So I have a YouTube channel. I'll link it down below. Currently lots of healthy recipes, guided meditations, guided meditation challenge. I have a couple 14-day yoga challenges as well and lots of yoga classes on my YouTube channel. Again, the holistically humble vibe, right, of health and wellness info and inspo. So go check that out and make sure you're following me on all my social media. I will also link that down below. All right, my friends, let's get into this episode. 
So I was thinking on what I wanted to do and talk about for this podcast episode, and I posted on my Instagram, doing these three things reduced my inflammation significantly. And then I said, details and captions, you know, you gotta, you gotta hook the people. And I thought, what a great podcast episode and talk about inflammation and ways to reduce inflammation. A brief intro onto why I'm passionate about this topic is at 13 years old, I got diagnosed with an autoimmune condition and that autoimmune condition is called rheumatoid arthritis. The full diagnosis at that time was juvenile idiopathic arthritis, rheumatoid factor positive. And when I first got diagnosed at 13, I had it in 54 of my joints. And that was the worst case that they had seen in BC at that time. I, yeah, I've, I fully wholeheartedly know about inflammation and how it feels in the body and how it presents and how to reduce it naturally. So I want to state that I am not a doctor. I am not giving you medical advice. I am sharing information with you that has served me and helped me. And in turn, I hope that it helps you. But of course, you should always consult with your primary healthcare practitioner before starting any new regime or supplement. So I let's just talk about inflammation briefly here. So Inflammation can be what's called acute inflammation. And the best example for this is like when you sprain your ankle. So you sprain your ankle, whether that be hiking or playing a sport or being physically active or just like randomly, right? Like sometimes, whoops, trip over something and roll your ankle, right? So at that point, this is acute inflammation where your body start sending the signals out that it needs help in that area and all of these things start going towards that area so you can see it physically happening when you start seeing like swelling and puffiness it might become red uh, it might feel hot to touch and that's just like your body's alert emergency system just going to that area so for this example that's your ankle and just doing all that it can do, all its magic to support that area of your body. Once you do what you need to do, which is like resting, maybe icing it, possibly elevating it, or doing what you need to do to support that sprained or rolled ankle, after a while, once it starts to heal, the inflammation subsides. And then there is called chronic inflammation, systemic inflammation throughout your whole body or chronic inflammation. And this is inflammation that is there to stay, right? It's just hanging around and it's a lot. It's a lot. So when I was first diagnosed, the C-reactive protein, so CRP on your blood work test and uh, measures the inflammation levels in your body. Mine was like over 200 and it's supposed to be less than five. So I had a lot, a lot, a lot of inflammation in my body. And 
I got diagnosed, I just started taking the Western medications for it, in which case it helped um, until it doesn't anymore. And then you need to switch up your medications and or look towards some natural alternatives. So that's kind of where we'll be going with this. So this inflammation is just in the body and it's not going away. So this could be in the form of eczema. It could be psoriasis. It could be like full-blown autoimmune conditions like rheumatoid arthritis, um, ulcerative colitis, Crohn's. And yeah, I'm all like... There's a lot. So if you're in, interested or intrigued by this, I would definitely search up if you are experiencing something just to see if that can be related to chronic inflammation. I was told in my early 20s that I would be in a wheelchair by the time I was 30 because I had so much fucking inflammation in my body. So when I was told this, I was actually at the emergency hospital in Vancouver. I was living in Vancouver at the time, and I couldn't flex and extend my ankle, my foot. And so the, the ER doctor is giving me a cortisone injection in my ankle, which was kind of regular for me at that time because I was just struggling so much, like had a dog, needed to walk him at least twice a day. I didn't bring my car over there and I had to walk to the bus, walk to work, walk for work. I was serving at that time. So I needed my ankles to work. Like what the fuck else was I going to do? It was, it was a hard time. Let's just say that. And as he's injecting my ankle with cortisone, a cortisone injection, He's saying, you know, at this rate, you're, you're going to be in a wheelchair by the time you're 30. And I wasn't only experiencing massive inflammation in my ankle. I was also experiencing it in my knees. My right elbow was like locked. It was bent. And so I couldn't straighten it because there was so much inflammation in my right elbow, my wrists, my hands, like too many places, you know? And when the doctor told me that, sentence like at the rate I'm going I'll be in a wheelchair by the time I'm 30 it was like what I like to call my light bulb moment where I realized that okay I have this this is not my life this is not going to be what happens to me and I need to source out some other alternatives here and luckily at that time I had enrolled in the holistic nutrition program at the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition, not knowing anything about healthy food or healthy eating. I grew up on the standard American diet and that was what I knew, right? You you learn growing up what to eat and then you kind of repeat those patterns into your adulthood as well. So I entered this program and it was blowing my mind, like all of the information I was learning. And of course, inflammation is a big topic because in our western world specifically that i know of like a lot of us are suffering with chronic inflammation and so i started implementing things into my life that i learned could reduce inflammation or you know make it go away altogether if you put that work in you know so what i want to start by saying is for however long you may have been experiencing chronic inflammation, it's going to take a lot of work, a lot of 
of work on your end to make this inflammation go down, but it's possible. And again, I'm not a, I'm not a doctor. I'm not saying what I'm going to say is, is going to cure you. Uh, but I am going to share what's, what's helped me and what I I've learned. So I do want to say like chronic inflammation doesn't happen overnight. It is something that like slowly creeps in and we can't see with our eyes what's going on internally. I mean, we can feel things. So if you're experiencing like disrupted sleep or insomnia or you're experiencing um, maybe some joint pain or stiffness or you're experiencing some little rash here or there on your skin, those might be signs that your body has has some chronic inflammation going on. And then, of course, there's like the full-blown diagnosis of conditions that the underlying cause absolutely can be chronic inflammation. And so for as long as you've had that chronic inflammation, it's going to take just as long or even longer to subside it and not, not to scare you or turn you off of, of even trying this, but I just want to let you know that you can't just like implement these, these tips and have it go away like overnight or within a week or two. Like it, like it takes a long time and, and I'll just say it is worth it to do, to do that work. First, I'm going to talk about focusing on what you eat is the number one thing that I will say. So like right off the bat, say goodbye to gluten in our Western world. Honestly, a lot of the gluten containing products are genetically modified. That's a whole other podcast episode. So if you're interested on that, I would definitely suggest some some research that you do on GMO or genetically modified organisms. Um, but because of all of the wheat and gluten-containing foods that are massly produced, they're grown in what's called monocrops. And to have monocrops, essentially, they created a genetically modified seed to grow to grow this wheat to produce the gluten-containing foods. And in there, they've they've like injected a pesticide or a herbicide or something that really uh, you can't wash off, right? It's like injected into the seed. And so it's, it's going to be in there when we're consuming it. And we're just over overloaded with chemicals and toxins in our environment in general. And that's just one other way. So I, I've actually heard of people who are celiac, which means like they cannot have any gluten. Um, otherwise, they get severely, severely sick that they can actually eat gluten in places like Europe because Europe bans way, way more chemicals than we ban here in Canada and the United States. So I would right away get curious about how much gluten you're eating by reading labels of food that you're eating. And then I would look to reduce it and hopefully eliminate it altogether. Um, I know when I started doing this like about 10 years ago, it was a little bit more difficult to find gluten-free stuff. And nowadays it's, it's quite easy. It's actually unfortunately like a fad. And so what companies will do is they'll put gluten-free on the label and then people are eating that item thinking that it's like good for them, but they're just really filling that item with a whole bunch of shit. So if you, by listening to this, want to go gluten-free or try gluten-free for a minimum, I would say at least of three weeks, then try to not eat packaged processed food. 
I'll just leave it at that. I would also eliminate dairy again for a minimum of 21 days or longer if you can. And the reason being is because well, both gluten and dairy are pro-inflammatory foods, not like a good thing, not like Perel, but like promoting inflammation in your body. And so I'm not saying that it has to be forever, but if you do want to reduce inflammation, then definitely saying goodbye to gluten and dairy would be like my top two recommendations for you. The next recommendation that's encompassed in your diet would be to limit and if you can, reduce refined sugar. So again, those packaged processed foods, the pastries, the cereals, the treats, the drinks, like just being cautious of how much refined sugar you're having on a daily basis. I think it, at least a couple of years ago, I think it was 16 grams per day as an adult would be like the maximum that you should have. 16 grams. I mean, I look at some brands of yogurt nowadays just to see like what's in it, what they're putting in it. There's like 41 grams of sugar. And then you have to be mindful when you're reading the nutrition label on the quantity of that. So they'll put on the nutrition table, uh, sugars, it'll say on there and it will say like 41 grams. And then when you go up to the top a little bit under, under that, first initial nutrition table title, it'll say per one quarter cup. So if you're only eating a quarter cup of that, for example, yogurt, then you're getting 41 grams of sugar, refined sugar. But if you are eating half a cup, then you're getting 41 times two. And if you're eating a full cup, you're getting 41 times four. So that's kind of like where you have to be mindful as well. This kind of just segues nicely into what I would do in your diet is eating a whole food diet. Whole food meaning W-H-O-L-E, whole food. And this means you're eating the food item that is only that food item. So it has no ingredient list. A lot of the times these items are found in the outside um, of the grocery store, meaning not down the aisles, but like on the outside perimeter of the grocery store. And this would be things like apples, berries, and vegetables, carrots, broccoli, sweet potatoes, uh, green onions, fruit. Like just trying to think in my mind, going through the grocery store that I go to, what's on that outside. Um, yeah, meats, as long as they're from like a good quality source, if you eat meat, um, preferably eating organic things, especially if you're buying produce and such from the grocery store, because conventional produce is just bombarded with a chemical spray, chemical sprays and, uh, organic is less bombarded of course there's there's rules and regulations on how to be organic which still actually can trickle in some chemical pesticides and herbicides but they call them organic pesticides and herbicides but at least doing that actually there's the environmental working group the ewg so I think it's ewg.com I'll I'll put that in the show notes so you can refer to that always has like a clean 15 and dirty dozen 
produce list. So if you're cautious on spending a whole shit ton on organic produce, then you can look at this clean 15 and dirty dozen list and then you can shop according to that. I would also, yeah, I would add things that are like colorful. So lots of berries are very high in antioxidants. If you can incorporate turmeric into the foods you're making or making like a turmeric latte, which is uh, turmeric paste, you can just Google this to check it out and see if that uh, resonates with you. But just eating lots of antioxidants as well as... Um, anti-inflammatory foods. So again, a Google search of this will provide you with lots of information. I also offer meal plans. So if you're curious to work with me on that, you can message me and I can create a customized meal plan for you for seven days, in which case it's way easier if I do the work for you. That's what I'm here for. Um, but yeah, like that's that's kind of where I will focus on on for diet. We're going into our gut health. And you might have heard our gut is like our second brain. So what they're finding, what researchers are finding is that there are more neurotransmitters in our gut than our brain. And so we need to make sure that we're replenishing our gut, our gut health. Um, and therefore, it'll, it'll replenish our brain health. But in terms of this episode and talking about inflammation and reducing inflammation, Resetting your gut can be extremely important. Uh, we bash our gut really by, you know, drinking coffee on an empty stomach in the morning, eating a lot of acidic foods, drinking a lot of acidic drinks, eating while stressed. Mm, just like honestly so many more. Not getting enough water, not eating enough probiotic rich foods or taking a probiotic supplement yeah, we are actually more bacteria than we are human. And the ratio of this is 10 bacteria for one human cell in your body. So when you think of it like that, we kind of need to make sure that the good bacteria, what I like to call the good guys, are thriving. And it's like a symbiotic relationship between the good bacteria in our bodies and in our guts and the bad bacteria and when things are balanced, it's symbiotic, right? Like things are just working. Of course, there's the bad guys, the bad bacteria, but the good guys are outweighing the bad guys and they're just keeping them in check. And so they're not running havoc on our bodies and causing that chronic inflammation. So I would look into how to heal your gut how to naturally heal your gut as a way to reduce and hopefully eliminate that chronic inflammation that you might be experiencing. There are many toxins in our environment. And again, we can't see inside of our body. And so it's hard to kind of really understand what's going on but I like to say this like imagine that we could see inside of our body easily would you keep doing the same exact things that you're doing on a daily basis if you could see your lungs or you could see your liver oh my goodness our livers are just overworked yikes 
So there's, uh, there's about, I don't even know. There's, there's so many chemicals in, in our environment from air fresheners to cleaners, to clothes, to candles, to body products, to hair products, like oh my goodness, there's so many damn chemicals in our environment. Car, like in the car, cleaners, just in the environment in general, like floating around and our livers are suffering. And so I would look to limit the environmental toxins to the best of your ability. And some, some recommendations from this might be as simple as getting some house plants that are good at cleaning the air getting an air purifier in your house uh, cleaning with non-toxic products like fucking throwing out those scented candles i'm so sorry like i i understand if you're used to it and they smell good to you but like holy shit those are filled with so many chemicals and then they're just you're just burning them inside your your space without opening the window and just like bombarding your system with chemicals and same with fucking air fresheners ah oh, this is not to judge i am not judging anyone i am just saying that if you have never thought about it take this as your sign to look deeper into it like spraying febreze in your house is just masking everything and then and then you're getting more chemicals into your body. Even things like washing detergent. Like what laundry detergent, sorry, are you using? Because you wash your clothes in that detergent. And if it's filled with chemicals, then those chemicals are absolutely seeping into your skin because we have, our skin is our largest organ. It's going to absorb. Our skin absorbs what is put on it. And so that chemical-filled laundry detergent, you wash your clothes in there, you think you're clean, and then you put the clothes on for 8 to 12 hours a day, and then you've also washed your bedding in there, so then you're sleeping in your bed for, you know, however long you're sleeping in there for, and you're just, like, constantly bombarded. So switching out things like your laundry detergent, your hair products, your body care products, makeup, getting rid of those scented candles and air fresheners um, would be a really good start and then adding more natural cleaners um, house plants are a great way air purifiers great way and just going from there i would segue into reducing inflammation by sweating aka detoxing and when you move your body in a way that feels good for you and you're able to sweat this is really good for not only our lymphatic system which is kind of like the filter of our body as well um, but it can help promote a healthy immune system and then sweating is just a, a beautiful way to to detoxify your body so this could be in the way of physically working out maybe it's going to dance class or water aerobics maybe it's just swimming maybe it's going into a sauna and sweating that way hot yoga just yeah moving your body and then getting that sweat out at least a few times a week it can be extremely beneficial for the levels of inflammation in our body being mindful though to not abuse your body's limits like 
be mindful, right? You have to be mindful here. And I'm giving you like a bunch of information right now, hoping that you are going to take what you need from this and leave what you don't for now. And then maybe recircle back to this podcast just to get that info and inspo for that. Let's talk about stress. Stress. Oh, goodness. Stress. This is a underestimated factor that affects your inflammation for sure. If you're in a chronic state of stress, I am going to bet you have chronic inflammation in your body as well. When you are stressed out, especially like while you're eating, even if you're trying to eat like these healthy, nutritious meals, your body can absorb it. When you are stressed, you are in a nervous system state called fight or flight or sympathetic nervous state. And you can't absorb the nutrients of that good, delicious food you're trying to put into your body. So like managing your stress would be a huge, huge, huge factor in getting to reduce your chronic inflammation for sure. So some stress management techniques that I can offer you just briefly in this podcast episode would be breath work. It would be meditation, yoga, journaling, kind of links back to moving your body in a way that feels good for you. It could be emotional freedom technique, which is also known as tapping. And honestly, there's there's many more ways. I would also say that if you're in a stressful environment, if you have the ability to remove yourself from that environment, that that will help for sure. Obviously, easier said than done. But again, take from this what you can and leave behind what you can't. Sleep is super important to reduce chronic inflammation and one one thing that can help set yourself up for a good good night's sleep would be to get off any blue light emitting devices such as your phone or tablet, iPad, computer, TV at least 20 minutes before bed, preferably an hour, and turning off like artificial lights, maybe lighting some candles or just having the lights really dim and just preparing your body, your circadian rhythm that pr- promotes your sleep to be more in balance. You could do things like take a good quality magnesium supplement before bed, maybe drinking some herbal sleepy time tea and just really get yourself set up for like a good sleep, making sure you have the right pillow or the things that you need to support your body throughout that a really good thing for good sleep is like not setting your alarm uh, right beside your bed where you're able to just reach over and hit snooze, whether that be on your phone or device or on an actual alarm clock because snoozing the alarm just absolutely fucks with your sleep. I think, honestly, I think I will stop there. I noticed that this podcast episode's getting like a little bit longer. I always kind of want to leave it around the 30 minute mark when I'm solo uh, recording and, and putting out this podcast because I don't, I want it to be like useful information in like a shorter period of time. And I honestly feel like I've bombarded you with all of this information, but I hope by sharing this that it inspires you to look into maybe if you have chronic inflammation, um, if you know that you for sure have chronic inflammation, begin by taking one to three tips 
here and implementing them into your life. Um, of course, talk to your primary healthcare practitioner if you have a naturopath you're working with or herbalist or someone, obviously bring it up to them if you think that you're experiencing chronic inflammation and just sourcing out some natural natural things that you could do to support yourself. I am taking on one-to-one nutrition clients right now, so you can head to my website. I've linked it down below and just check out the work with me tab. If you're interested, send me an email or send me a message on my website. See how we might be able to best work together here. And know that I'm on this journey with you. It has taken many, many, many years for me to get to where I am today, and I still experience flares of chronic inflammation in my life, and I can attribute that to either messing up on my diet, because sometimes I just want that fucking gluten thing, you know? (laughs) And then I'm like, oh yeah, I ate it, and I'm like, "Mm, right, this is why I don't do it. Like Those are few and far between now, because I've learned so much um, over the years of if I do eat that thing, I will feel inflamed, but I'm human. I want the damn cupcake sometime, or I love croissants, like mm, weakness, love croissants, literally eat them just as is with nothing on them, plain, love them so much. Um, But it's not benefiting me, right? And a moment on my lips doesn't outweigh the inflammation that I will experience by eating that. And sometimes this happens like you'll eat something that's going to promote inflammation, but you feel fine the next day. And then maybe like two days after, so three days total after eating that item, then you're going to experience the inflammation in your body. So just be cautious, be mindful. Managing stress is a, is a great place to start with this and then maybe trickling in some uh, food and supplements. Also want to just add in here, stay hydrated, my friends. Drink. To, if you have, a, um, if you have a accessible, clean drinking water, I would filter it and uh, not drink out of plastic. Plastic is also just a massive environmental toxin in our bodies. We're just bombarded with it nowadays. Anyways, I'm rambling. (laughs) I thank you for listening to this episode. It feels great to be back after taking that one week off. And you better believe I'm going to continue dropping new episodes once a week, 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Mondays. Let me know by sending me a message on social media if you have any podcast topics or questions. I love hearing the feedback of this podcast and I can definitely see that people are loving it and enjoying it by the analytics that I can see on my end. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. While I'm talking about it, I would love it if you rated and reviewed and subscribed and followed and shared this podcast. It means so much to me and it helps me get this information out to more and more people. With that, I'm Audie. Have a great rest of your week. Maybe reflect back on what went well. Reflect back on what is no longer serving you that you want to let go of and begin to work towards that. And of course, implement all of these or some of these or one of these uh, tips I went over here in this episode. Have a lovely week. Until next time, peace, love, and avocados. Thank you.